0: Hello, and welcome to Wicked Curious Radio. I am your mystery maven, Roxy Zwicker from New England Curiosities, here with the amazing Ken, the Professor Lou Blassie. And we are a show about all things curious, from the magical to the mystical to the haunted. And on today's show, we are excited to bring back one of our favorite guests. Um, We'll be talking to him in a little while. It is Matt Bois. Are from the Greater Adirondack Ghost and Tour Company. And it's a nice, dreary day for some <laughs> ghost stories, so I'm looking forward to chatting with Matt, and of course, we're looking forward to a another fascinating week behind the scenes of New England Curiosities. Um, it's, it's been, like, weeks and weeks of meetings with people. We've it's, been meeting about oh everything. Yeah. It's been, always go, go, go. Yeah, we've been meeting about Deadwicks, and we've been meeting about the film. Where the trolley. The, and the trolley, <laughs> and in um two weeks from Wednesday we're going down to uh to Boston for the announcements of the Emmy nominations that's right. so that's another meeting about to happen
1: <laughs> do you know if you've we'll been know
0: we'll know that night oh. so we're in um we're in six different categories so even one would be great um but we're going to go down for the dinner oh. we just got notification for that You're
1: no, <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's, it's, it I don't know. Like we'll like see six to out. six in nomination.
0: Oh my God, that <laughs> yeah. would be amazing! Um, so it's a lot of uh, behind the scenes things. Some some things, of course, we can talk about, but there are a couple of things that we're holding under wraps. We we're dying to tell Top you. Secret. We are Goodness. so dying to tell you, but um, we we just we we can't unleash a couple things just yet. Um, but trust me, something is 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 definitely uh, a brew
2: somewhere just so in Portsmouth. Said, just so
1: Yeah, Just what we were just talking about. Yes. (laughs) I can't wait. This is going to be... It is. This is just going to take off.
2: It's really (laughs) exciting. Yeah, this is definitely going to fly. Yep.
0: But it it constantly brings up the question that I'm always um, pondering on the show or asking myself is, how the hell did I get myself into this? Like, how is all this happening?
2: You look for this stuff in the first place, so it just comes back around to you. It's
1: very strange. I mean... I don't know how it works with the rest of the stuff that you get involved in, but <laughs> with it, this particular thing, mm-hmm. from the get-go, it was just screaming to be done. It, it was It, meant to it be. was undeniable. All you have to do is just not strangle it to death. Right? Well, no,
0: no, no. Yeah. I agree. I agree. It's just...
1: It, this was such a good idea.
0: It's um, it, it's just strange how, you know, small conversations or little bits of information, like somehow, like now is the time for everything to come together and to come out. And yeah. with that in particular, it was just like there. We had the puzzle, and we didn't mm-hmm. know we were missing a couple pieces. Somebody threw those pieces in, and now it's like Fusion. this yeah. this whole thing yeah. coming together. And similar similar story with the film as well. Yeah. but it's it. People should
1: just go to New England Curiosities and just sign up for this now. You don't even know what it is, but I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Just... <laughs> just say, I'm in, whatever it we'll is. Start a waiting list. Because yep. you're going to want to be in.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: absolutely. And um, you can always uh, go onto our website and subscribe to our newsletter. Um, it'll probably be something that we'll announce to our newsletter subscribers first. Um, it's moving very, make
1: very, a very check quickly. check out to Roxy and say, I'm in. <laughs> just, uh, you do it
2: now. Yes. <laughs> I mean, when you think about it, though, this... This place that we're talking about is is always on your radar. Almost oh, every it day, is. yeah. And you talk about its past and its history, and this past and history is coming back around.
1: Yeah, and right this is with what's going this on. This is so. and oh, that took a twist. <laughs> oh yeah, piece of history. Oh, oh, oh totally. Yeah. A couple of them actually. There's several twists.
0: There, there's several twists in this yeah. story. And Amazing
1: and, twists.
0: And. um. The again, it's it's been a weekly meeting, so now it's just it's really starting to accelerate. Where before it was like, oh, you know, it's one of those, oh, it'd be a fun idea. would you know, be that neat. came about, and now it's like, no, it's really happening.
2: Well, see, here's here's going back to manifesting here, though. So it's it's all come back around.
1: And, and I'd say this is going to be a once in a lifetime event, but I don't believe it.
2: Right?
0: Just, Why do you say
1: that? Because this thing has to. It's this could be huge. It's really. too good. It's going <laughs> to be perfect. too big for this one time. It's it's just. It's going to be incredible.
0: Yeah, it's going to be. It's going to be yeah. something. Um, I, what I can say is there is um, a a documentary being filmed right now about Noelle and Curiosities that is an arm of this project. So oh, um, that will be coming out concurrently when when this ac- event actually happens, uh, which is kind of <laughs> cool. So, so it's it's a behind the you know it's kind of behind the scenes of Noelle and Curiosities and. How I ended up doing what I do and the yeah. philosophy behind the tours, but then it's also going to be part of this event. So yeah. it's it's very well constructed, um, and the people that are involved in it, like they really know what
2: they're doing. So I'm excited about that. It's, it's going to be a huge kickoff when when this when yeah. this launches. Honestly, I'm huge.
1: only half kidding. Just to write a check and say I'm <laughs> nice. you don't need to know what it is. Just trust me on this one.
2: <laughs> because, That's how it goes with New England Curiosities yeah. anyway. And this is gonna be big. So. Um
0: I did meet with another woman um last week and um and again you you sometimes you don't know who the people that are on your tours or what what the impact of what you're talking about is. And um this was this is something completely different. And she's been on a bunch of tours. She actually wrote a book called Ports of Then and Now, which is one of those Photo books that shows, of uh, course, within the past with what yeah. it looks like today. Um, she's done one, I, I believe, of uh, Francistown and a couple others. So she's got about four books in total. Um, actually, through my same publisher. Francistown?
1: Yeah. Where's Francistown?
0: New Hampshire?
2: No. Where's Francistown? It's up near Greenfields. Yeah. Okay. I'm Adnock way. It's, an,
0: right. it's another, another town who doesn't know. I, Peterborough. No,
2: I don't. <laughs> uh,
1: it's a population, like 40. Probably 35,
0: 45. Probably a few hundred. A few hundred, Uh, maybe. These days. Yeah, no. No,
1: Um, I'm not embarrassed. I don't know every little hamlet in New Hampshire. (laughs)
0: <laughs> That's
1: okay. There's still Massachusetts towns that come up. I go, what? Where, where is that? Where yeah. is
0: that? Um, but she uh, is. She's lived in Portsmouth on several occasions. Moved away and come back. And she's writing a historical fiction story about Portsmouth um, based on some of the very historic sites that happen to have ghost stories. And uh, one of the characters that she's developing in the book, and she's she's actually quite a far way into it, is a character that is based off of me and the ghost tours and how I'm like kind of the person that's bringing together all of these people and all of these stories, and of course, you know, she doesn't know what's going on with the other projects that are happening right now. Right. So um, she's going to continue uh, to keep me in tune with what it is that she's putting together, and she's going to send me uh, snippets of the book as it's done to see if I'm in agreement with how she's portraying this fictional character based on nice. based on me. And I thought that was it was kind of cool. But she's like, I'm. I got to get it done. I'm so inspired. Portsmouth so inspiring, <laughs> and there's. So many ghost stories yeah so um so it should be it should be really interesting um and and she was really really super nice she uh she brought me a um a scarf that had skeletons of on course. it she <laughs> brought me um a, a homemade like salad dressing and then she uh, had gone to scotland a few years ago and had taken pictures of a lot of historic sites and gravestones mm-hmm. over there and she printed them out and gave them to me with the history wow. Nice. Mm-hmm. So uh, it was like this great little care package, which was really super awesome. Um, but just I had another no idea. cool
2: thing that's happening yeah, in our just, in yeah. our it's universe.
0: Weird, you know, weird stuff happens like that. And you, again, you sit down with yeah. somebody, and they're like,
2: "Oh, I've got all this stuff to talk about." But you meet up someone at a storytelling event, and mm. this happens. Yeah, all the time. It's it's very cool.
1: Well, this goes back to the whole uh, concept of intention, right? Yes, you, you, you're hanging around with people with similar intentions so it just amplifies everybody amplifies each other
0: i get yeah i guess people get inspired and they want to try something different and do something different and
2: it does it just keeps feeding off itself it's, yeah. it's pretty cool how yeah
0: it is it's it's amazing you just you never know what's coming down the pike so um book it,
2: deals trolleys,
0: yeah, just, trolleys it just happens yeah <laughs> so as soon as i have the do information, a movie on that book that's i know based on the character and that would be awesome well, I man and I would another, love that. It's another possibility. Yeah, it's a great possibility. So um, as soon as I have information from her on um, on that book uh, when it's coming out and what the title is, I'll I'll share that with um, with everybody. I'll work on movie rights.
1: <laughs> oh my god, movies! So
0: many things going on. Um, but we had a great weekend of trolley tours, which yes, was awesome. It was hey,
1: fantastic. You can uh, check I'm out. Sorry, was this your first weekend out? Second, second, second week, yeah. weekend.
0: Yeah. yeah. And um, you can check out those reviews out there on TripAdvisor, if you look up TripAdvisor and Curiosities. Couple of good five stars really, today. really nice five-star reviews, nice. which brings us to um, uh, iTunes, where people have been voting for the show on iTunes, and we also have five-star reviews of What's nice. Curious on iTunes. Now, so um, make sure that you've hit subscribe. We're at a 90% subscriber rate on iTunes, which is pretty amazing. Um, so there's, a, I mean, there's so many great things happening. You really can't even keep them under wraps.
2: <laughs> Must be doing
1: something right. I
0: don't know. It's the, <laughs> it's all the not sleeping, I think, that's, that's part it. <laughs> of it. It makes it happen. Um, so what we're going to do is... we should go-
1: do two different sessions
0: that night. Two, two different sessions? Yeah.
1: I can't. We can't talk about it anymore. <laughs> <'Cause this laughs> Are is, your this wheels is a be, turning? Yeah, hoop? this is going to be bigger than than it's set to be this is going to be. So yeah. is,
0: are, you, are you going on intuition or are you going on just what it is? It's just, it's fascinating.
1: It's just, <laughs> uh, <you> know, everyone's going to want to be part of this. Yeah, this is a dream come true kind of thing. I mean, Is you, it? Mean,
2: is it a dream come it, true? It's, a, it's, most, it's just
1: a it's, bunch of things coming together that are just supremely interesting and supremely fun at the same time. Well, I guess you just couldn't make this up and it's really well, happening. Well, no, that's right.
0: the thing that freaks me you out. Know? Like, you can't make this stuff up. And mm-hmm.
1: a lot of the stuff that you talk about, like when you do the tours, and we've talked about this before because in Noob Report it's the same Way, where you can tell a story and be standing at the building, mm-hmm. at the doorway of the building mm-hmm. where it happened. Which is mm-hmm. great about this area. Right. This is that to the nth degree. This is, is. an amazing story and you're going to be there. The full mm-hmm. sensory experience. Yes. Mm-hmm. This isn't truly. a slideshow. This is you're, you're part gonna, of it. You're going to live it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You're relive it. It's, oh, God. Can, and, and, it's, and, it, it. and
0: it's also it's also for a good cause. It's also for uh, historic preservation. Yeah. Which, I mean, that's such a great upshot to say, you know, that, and we've always been like that in Portsmouth. If there's anything that we can do to help preserve our history or preserve our historic structures, and, and this fires on all of those levels. Yeah, so
1: that's a win-win. This is immersion at the, you know, at the yeah. ninth level.
0: At <laughs> the ninth yeah. level. I
2: mean, because we've certainly done plenty of things just to
1: raise funds you know just for free oh, always, just yeah. to raise funds yeah uh-huh.
0: i'll always try to give back to, to the help, community to
1: help the try town decide if really, i really eat I five so or much. six or seven seats i don't really know this gonna
0: <laughs> well as long as you're there
1: yeah oh, i'm gonna be there <laughs> the
0: he's, person even, he's yeah.
1: already gonna write you a check today <laughs> no, <so> that's okay. <laughs> I'll,
0: I'll, I'll take that job.
1: i suggest everybody write a
0: check
2: today. <laughs> truth really is stranger <laughs> yes, than fiction Yes, indeed
0: Um, so what we want to do is we want to bring our guest on so we'll toss it out to a break we'll be back with Matt from the Greater Adirondack Ghost and Tour Company don't go away
3: For the best and curious entertainment, you have to check out New England Curiosities, located in the historic city of Portsmouth, New Hampshire. New England Curiosities offers tales and tours of folklore, ghosts, and mysterious history, with author and historian Roxy Zwicker, New Hampshire's longest-running and original ghost tour. Roxy has been entertaining the locals, visitors from away, and curious souls since 1994. New England Curiosities has been offering tours and special haunted events since 2002. Highly respected and thoroughly, entertaining. You'll be talking about your experience for months to come. Discover why New England Curiosities is consistently on top of travel and tourism lists. Yankee Magazine calls the Shadows and Stones Graveyard Tour one of New England's top five cemetery tours. The Boston Globe says an experience with New England Curiosities is one of the three best alternatives to visiting Salem, Massachusetts. From scenic trolley rides to walking tours and speaking engagements, there's something for everyone. So join New England Curiosities and experience why they are ...consistently featured in the media, including television appearances on the History Channel and the Travel Channel. Check out the latest legendary tours and events from New England Curiosities at NewEnglandCuriosities.com. And be sure to like New England Curiosities on Facebook.
0: Greetings to you, traveler. My name is Roxy Swicker, and you may have heard of me being referred to as Maine's Mystery Maven or even New England's Scary Godmother. Creativity and curiosity are in my blood, always has been, and is a way of life. And I really want to share my creative projects with you. Just under 20 years ago, I began New England Curiosities, a tour and event company based in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. And it's given me the opportunity to connect with so many people. And for the past 15 years, I've been serving the seacoast of New Hampshire as a metaphysical instructor and reader. Two of the things on my path that I've committed to are helping to empower spiritual seekers and to share stories from and with curious folks. I know that community is powerful and we can create so much together. One of my projects is Wicked Curious Radio, a radio show that asks, You are Wicked Curious, aren't you? And also The Woodland Alchemy, which is a film that brings its viewers to a place of imagination, the unknown, and the mysterious. If you would like to help keep these projects afloat and keep us moving forward, you can check us out on Patreon. If you go to patreon.com slash Roxy's Wicker, you can find all of the magical things that we are doing. You can check out all the different levels of subscription and join us on our journey. So again, it's patreon.com slash Roxy's Wicker, R O X I E. Z-W-I-C-K-E-R And we thank you so much for joining our Curious Journey. Welcome back to Wicked Curious Radio. You're finding us on Facebook Live and Uh, Of course, iTunes, Buzzsprout, and... It is just such an amazing second season already. It's great to be able to revisit some of our guests from last year. And one guest who had stories that we're still talking about, the frozen Lake Champlain and a hanging. I, I, have, I have not gotten past yet. <laughs> um, and those stories and more today are coming from Matt from the Greater Adirondack Ghost and Tour Company. And my understanding is he is with us.
4: Yeah. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Hey, how are you? I'm great. Uh, Just a pleasure to be joining you again.
0: Thank you so much. Welcome back. Yeah. So it is. um, It is one one of the areas that Ken, when we've been talking about putting together plans for the summer where we want to go, it's one of the areas that Ken keeps asking me. He's like, so can we like go to Vermont and then go over and see Matt? Can we like figure out a couple of days this summer? He's like, I really want to go out there. He's like, come on. And I'm like, all right, well, let me just figure out when we can do that this summer. So we're coming out. We just don't know when. We just have to check our, you know, crazy busy tour schedule. And um, we're we're definitely planning on it this summer because Ken won't leave me alone now.
4: (laughs) sounds awesome. (laughs) Well, I I know the feeling about trying to make plans when you have a crazy schedule, but uh, that sounds fantastic. We'd love to have you and show you around.
0: So what's been going on out there since since we've chatted last?
4: Well, uh, it's been a long winter. I can, yes. I can tell you that. Mm-hmm. Uh, just kind of trying to be creative and working on new projects over the winter and getting ready for the spring uh, when we can get back in high gear with everything
0: yeah it's, we we feel we feel the same way I mean we didn't have as as uh uneventful a winter as we we normally do. It's usually a little bit quiet we've been we've been pretty busy, but now it's like we're you know full bore all all engines a go here as we're getting ready for it It practically feels like summer, so I don't know um if you've been seeing large tour numbers, but we've been you know doing a lot of sold out tours already, which is great.
4: Well, that's, that's fantastic no our our season doesn't begin until the end of the month we've got a couple more weeks yet Ah, because uh, you know we had um, i don't know how the winter was for you guys but up here we had a lot of like oh it would freeze then it would thaw and it would freeze then it would thaw mm. so we had like lots of ice underneath the snow yeah so it just seemed like it's taken forever that for that ice to thaw out and for the mud to you know so we're we're a uh, we're still waiting a couple of weeks to make sure the conditions are, are good to go.
0: No, I, I totally, totally understand. I think um, we've been pretty lucky. All, almost all the snow in, in Portsmouth seems to be gone finally. And e- even though today it's it's cold and rainy, it still doesn't quite feel like winter. So I, I think, I hate to say it, but I think we've put winter behind us hopefully. finally. Hopefully. <laughs> hopefully. I
4: hope so. Fingers crossed. Yes, and yes. I hope that uh, 2019 is great for you guys too because we're hoping for you know best year ever
0: yes yes and, and and you too and i know um it's it's a constant state of you know redeveloping the store the tours flushing out more details in the stories and really trying to keep people engaged and not only to to host people but to have them come back and learn the updates and to experience the tour maybe in a different way the second time around
4: oh yeah absolutely i constantly searching for you know doing more research looking for new stories and then every once in a while you stumble across one of these little gems and you're like how did i not know about this (laughs) you you want to put that out there so yeah it's all a process
0: that's a that's a a very familiar phrase we 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 sometimes are startled by things that we thought we knew and then we're like wait a minute that's a whole new wrinkle in the story so true so true um, so so have you uh, come across anything new in your travels um, in regards to your stories that maybe you'd be interested in sharing with us today?
4: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I actually have a couple of stories that I've kind of been holding for you guys because um, I knew that we would chat again at some point. <laughs> oh, thank uh, you. I did see that uh, you guys had visited... Fort
0: Ticonderoga at one point. Am I correct? Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. And it was. I'm going to be 100% honest with you, Matt. The only reason why we went to Fort Ticonderoga is because there was a boat. And I wanted (laughs) to go for a boat ride. And I'm like, you know what? We're going to go to Fort Ticonderoga, check out the boat. And we we were so disappointed when the day came to an end because we just loved it over there. We weren't ready to leave. We were not ready to leave by the end of the day. That place is amazing. So I'm dying to hear what you've got.
4: Yeah, the, the the carry-on is the name of the boat, I think.
0: Yes, it is.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they take you out on Lake Champlain. That's actually something that they just added within the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Uh, the previous owner of the boat who used to do tours uh, out of the Vermont side, he had passed away, and they thought, well, the, you know, the lake is going to kind of lose this asset. And Fort Ticonderoga really picked up the ball, and they purchased it and added it to their own, you know, uh, event. Mm-hmm. Really fantastic.
2: That's great. Yeah, I love it.
4: So, So, let's see, Um, I have some friends of mine who have been doing reenacting, historical reenacting mm -hmm. for many, many, many years, Uh, they started doing it, you know, some of them even way back in the 60s when reenacting wasn't even really uh, a thing, you know, making Mm -hmm. homemade uniforms and and things like that. So these individuals have some fantastic stories uh, from some of the places where they've been over the years, you know, camping out on the grounds of some of these places where things actually occurred. Uh, So one of them, uh, a friend of mine, Steve Burgess, he uh, told me a story about something that took place while they were doing the reenactment one year at Fort Ticonderoga, and I wanted to share that with you guys. It's a great story.
0: Oh, fantastic.
4: Okay. So he said that uh, they were doing the event, and normally they have the battle uh, outside of the walls of the fort, uh, right on parts of the battlefield where it actually took place, where the, the British and the French and the Indians, I mean, where there was this huge battle. Uh, and then there was, uh, you know, the, the, the Black Watch was there, the Scottish soldiers that wore the kilt. I mean, it was, it was a really huge uh, engagement. And many of those soldiers... That were killed were buried right there on the ground. Mm -hmm. So they were theoretically camping right near where there could have been, you know, mass graves and things like that. So who knows for sure? But they were doing the reenactment, and everything seemed to have gone off without a hitch. Afterwards, they were having kind of what they call like an an after-action report, where all of the uh, leaders of the different units get together and talk about the plan for the next day and how things went and how the the presentation came off. Well, there was one group of, of uh, reenactors. I think it was Robert, Ro- Robert Rogers Rangers, but I'm not sure. And they were upset. They were really mad because they had claimed that a unit had fired over their heads with their muskets. So that was obviously a safety no-no. Mm-hmm. And they were upset. They wanted to know, like, you know, who did that. They wanted it addressed. And they kept asking around, and there wasn't nobody seem to know who this unit was, who may have been behind them. They kept asking, they kept asking, and finally when they talked to some people in the crowd, they said, yeah, we saw this unit They came up behind you guys, you were coming out of the woods. They said this company of soldiers emerged from the tree line, and they turned and they fired a volley right over your heads, and then they turned around and disappeared back into the woods. And when they asked around, no other reenacting unit was in that position. They could have fired over their heads. And when they asked the witnesses, they said, well, what did these guys look like? What, what uniforms were they wearing? They said they were gray, like they had no color whatsoever. Oh, okay. They just kind of disappeared back into the tree line. So that was the story that he told me about Fort Ty. I thought you guys would like that one.
0: Oh, that's a super spooky story! Well, yeah, oh my, my god! With that one, yeah, I love that, and to be seen by so many people—not yeah. just one person, but a, a group of people. Wow! The
4: ghost
2: company come out of the woods mm-hmm. and shot.
4: Wow! Yeah, it's interesting too because you know if if they were having a reenactment on the same battlefield, you'd think that would stir up all of that energy. You know, uh-huh. who knows? Of oh
1: yeah.
0: Oh, that makes sense!
1: Wow, that's oh, that's really good right there. Yeah, such a, a well-witnessed thing, and mm-hmm. so many spirits involved. I mean, not just the sighting of one person right. walking around the corner, but a whole group of people. Yeah. wow. Yeah, I, I
4: thought that one kind of stood out as, as being a really interesting story.
2: That's really cool.
0: Well, I think there's there's an element to that story too that comes up a, a lot. Yet I think uh, a lot of people don't realize it until you mention is that where these battles took place, and of course New England, we're, we're famous for it, is a lot of soldiers were buried where they were slain. I mean, right underneath, you know, they didn't bother carrying them back and having a proper funeral or, or, you know, even, you know, even collecting the bodies in many cases. And I think that tells a lot of, you know, of of our stories of ghosts here in New England when they're, you know, they're digging up an on-ramp and there's, you know, there's some, some, you know, 1700s body that's there that they can tell, but nobody knows why. There was no marked cemetery there, but... There's the bones. I mean there's all over um Boston Common there are said to be you know, soldiers that were buried right in place yep. there as well. So I think walking Fort Ticonderoga and, and having that in the back of your mind of, you know, you don't know who you're walking over or what part of the fort they are. I mean that that to me just really connects <laughs> me to this space. and gets yeah. me very excited. You really don't know.
4: Yeah. yeah well that that even connects to our stories that we do on the tours here in Plattsburgh because mm-hmm. of course we we had the Battle of Plattsburgh here in eighteen fourteen and they did the same exact thing as the British made their way through the the town and, and occupied you know the the uh, well the, the the west side of the river for five days. any of their casualties they just kind of buried them in the ground wherever mm-hmm. they fell. so in the two hundred years since then, there's been roughly around 190 sets of human remains dug up from beneath the streets of Plattsburgh here and there. Mm. Uh, and when we talk to people about that on the tours, about things that, you know, were unearthed basically right in their own backyards, it's pretty uh, pretty interesting for some people who have never heard these stories before.
0: Well, you know, it, it's funny because you, you go to the cemeteries and, you know, here in New England, you, you see, you know, graves from all of the different all of different wars, from, from the Indian wars, revolution, civil war, but that's not everybody. I mean, there's there's so many more that where these battles were happening, you know, you just don't know. Or on the way to battle or out in the woods. And, uh, you know, I, I wish there's, a, there's just a small amount of people um, in New England who actually go and they do the GPR, the ground penetrating radar. And, you know, if, if I had the opportunity, just Portsmouth alone, I would love to go from stem to stern and just, you know, go over the streets and see what's below the surface. I think so many of us would be surprised. Surprised. And and I can imagine in Plattsburgh, you know, something similar. You know, just going and seeing, you know, what's in these big expanses of land, or who's in those big expanses of land, um, would yeah, just be an eye-opener.
4: Oh yeah, the, the the old newspapers are just riddled with that type of stuff, where, you know, a, a farmer was taking down a tree, and up came the roots, and here was the skeleton of a <laughs> British soldier oh, still it. clad in his rotting red-coated uniform. You know, things like that. And that happened quite often i mean well into the 1920s and stuff they were still digging people up with uh, quite some regularity but the, the one that i'd really like to see kind of uh, I- investigated further out in plattsburgh bay because um, we sit right on on lake champlain out mm-hmm. in the bay where the actual naval battle was fought uh there's a small island out there it's about well, i think 40 acres something like that and it was the closest point of land to the naval engagement Uh, So there was a field hospital that was kind of set up there, and all the soldiers, as well as parts and pieces that kind of washed up on the island, were all buried in a a series of trenches out there. Mm. And they're still out there today on this island out in Lake Champlain. Uh, Around 150 men.
0: Really? Wow, wow, that's huge.
4: Yep, yep. And it's up until the 19th century, the graves were never even marked. Mm. Uh, they were just kind of these mounds that were out there, uh, and there, there's a monument there now. But uh, it, it's just a, just a fascinating place. Uh, I'd love to see them do some sort of, uh, like you said, a ground penetrating radar or an archaeological dig out there. It'd just be fascinating. Oh yeah,
0: yeah. You you it, it anticipated my my question too. Was is, is it marked? And I I think you know there's so many places that remain. Unmarked, and who knows when when they're going to be marked. But sometimes you, you go to these places and you're like, there's got to be there's got to be something there. We were talking um, strangely enough uh, over breakfast one day to folks that own a, a diner in um, in Kittery, Maine, and she was telling us there's there was something weird in her backyard. The way the land was like all these very like low mounds and low hills, just kind of rambling. And she said she always had a sense that there was something out there, and she ended up um, speaking to uh, some of the Native Americans in the area who were interested in going out to see her backyard. And they they described that the way the mounds were and where they were facing and all the details in the area that she lived in, that those were actually Native American burial mounds. They've never been, you know, never been marked. There wasn't any information um, other than what the Native Americans could actually tell her. And she said she always sensed there was something out there, and it just looked weird because everything was flat, except for these weirdly shaped mounds that were out there. So it's, um, oh God, it's so fascinating.
1: Did Native Americans have a a tradition or a method in terms of direction Yes or facing the bottom? Yes,
0: they did. Yeah, yeah, they did. And um, of course, you'll find all along the main coast, they actually use shell mounds that they bury them down by the beach or down by the waterways. So you can still there are there's a few areas up in northern Maine where they've been left and undisturbed. But there are there are other areas like that in Kittery, which I mean we're we're right on the water pretty yeah. much, um, where you know that probably wasn't too far from the ocean as well. But um, fascinating stuff, and and that was you know within the past few years. Yeah, she she had it checked out. And, you know she bought the house and nobody had told her, didn't know anything about it. So all these all these mysteries underfoot.
4: Yeah, it's it's really amazing, especially when you go into that you know pre-contact history, the, the Native American cultures and whatnot. I mean. To, to think that there was whole societies that existed here mm-hmm. that are just, you know, completely disappeared. Uh, I have some friends of mine that are big into the, you know, the Native American history and artifacts and whatnot, and you can look at, at the landscape and at the topography and, and just say, oh yes, you, you can see where this was, you know, basically a, a highway where they would come down through, and you know, it's, it's really fascinating to, to hear that stuff.
0: That that is is so incredible because so much of, of that Matt, is unwritten history.
4: Yeah, yeah.
0: You know, there's there's no there's no information in most cases. But having someone who's able to to read the land and to know the history, um, it's it's just so invaluable because you're getting all those extra added pieces of the story that may have been lost somewhere along the way.
4: Sure. Yeah. And I mean, uh, oh, like you said, history underfoot even going back even further to like the the neolithic cultures and things like that i mean during the ice age there were natives that lived up in this vicinity uh when it was you know the, the landscape was completely different there was there was an ocean here at one time mm-hmm. they called it the champlain sea and they've actually discovered fossils like in the middle of vermont that came from a whale you know it's just amazing stuff
2: oh that's incredible yeah, so, yeah, the, the way the landscape has changed over the. Mm -hmm. you know the thousands and thousands of years is incredible
0: yeah so so there could entirely be a there could entirely be a champ up there you just never know (laughs) Oh yeah.
4: (laughs) actually over at uvm in burlington and i know this because we just went and visited her it was my goal to to visit this thing at some point uh they actually have the vermont state fossil which is uh the charlotte whale
1: Oh, uh, oh! Sometime back a in the what? 1840s, like
4: really, early. you're all gonna let that go. I'm no, not do, gonna let do, that do go. Do
1: tell. Yeah, you gotta explain that one to me.
4: Yeah, sometime back in the 1840s, like in Charlotte, Vermont, they were putting in a really early like railroad line, and they were digging a railroad cut, and they uncovered these bones. And the workmen, they didn't know what it was. They thought it was uh, uh, some sort of strange-looking horse. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> no. so somebody who knew obviously that it wasn't a horse that hey hey we we need to save these and thankfully that they did because it was like a prehistoric uh, like a beluga whale a small whale and uh a scientist from UVM came out and he collected the bones and they didn't really know how to put it together so they just kind of you know some parts of it are upside down and things (laughs) like that it was kind of freaky uh and um they they there were some missing pieces so they replaced those with like wood and burlap so it's, it's kind of a freaky looking thing but it's it's really neat to see and it's it still survives today in this little field museum over at UVM
0: Well Lou have you have you been to this little field That's museum at really UVM cool.
1: No when I go get my son in a couple of weeks I'm going to this damn thing You, you need oh, to go You see, this. see yeah. this Yeah
0: Oh my god yeah.
2: I definitely need to see. It. I'm so I am mean,
4: so in. I wonder what other weird this, stuff they've got. There.
2: Evidence of the Champlain Sea. <laughs> actually, there's,
4: there's a couple neat little museums at UVM. There's another one. Uh, the, the, the name of it actually escapes me. Each one has its own little name and you know its little nook that it occupies. But there's one where they've got a, a sarcophagus. You know things that were Ooh. brought back. You know in the in the 19th century, I think, kind of a cabinet of curiosities type.
2: Deal. Oh, I love that. Wow. Yeah. I have to look into this. Yeah. Yeah. Very neat.
0: So, so take some notes there, Lou. Uh, yeah, I'm ready.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go see why my son hasn't brought this up to me. Before. <laughs> so you, did you even know this? Charlotte Whale? I, I did the that. Charlotte Whale. That's the Charlotte wow. Whale.
0: Oh my God, that's super! I, cool. I hadn't heard of that. That's no. Pretty cool. Well, when 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 we plan our trip, because I know you wanted to stay in in Vermont, maybe we can we can go and check that out. Oh, when definitely. we head out there, um, because I, yeah, it's such a cool area. There's mm-hmm. so, I mean, we didn't get to see everything when we were there. We were there almost a week. Yeah. So cabinet of curiosities. It's, it's, <laughs> it's in our name. It's in our name. Right.
4: That's magic word. Right. That's right.
0: <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I love yeah,
4: it. I love little intimate, little hidden, little you know nooks like that, where you just come around a corner and here's this room and there's a whale in a glass case in the middle of the room. You know from. 1849
1: <laughs> just neat neat stuff it's a very lost whale <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> that's
0: right oh that's great that's a that's a good little tidbit there we'll have to we'll have to make a note of that mm-hmm. So we've been getting ready for um, some new tours this year. Uh, we're going to be doing a, a daytime trolley tour, the Port City Promenade, which is more about the history. I mean, all of, our, all of our ghost tours are founded in history, but, of course, some people are like, I just want the history. So we're, we're going to be rolling that out this summer. Do you guys have anything new that you're planning uh, for this season?
4: Yeah, uh, we actually have a couple of new tours that, were, uh, that are in the works. Um, for a couple of different communities outside of Plattsburgh that we'd like to uh, uh, kind of give a little bit of exposure, you know, to have great histories, great backstories, and just some really uh, amazing stories that we've been digging up. We've been working on on the tours for a while. Uh, One of them that we'd like to see is in a little community that's uh, south of us called uh, Essex. New York mm-hmm. and uh, Essex was a, a a large port in its, in its heyday they built ships you know for the, the, the merchant trade on Lake Champlain uh, and it's just if you drive through there you'd almost think you stepped back in time because all of the original buildings uh, the majority of them still exist today there's no real modern construction on the main street it's just uh, you know there's the inn the tavern there's the schoolhouse it's just an amazing spot, perfect for a tour.
0: Oh, I love those little time capsule communities. Those, those are yeah. some of my favorites. Absolutely. And, and the other one that you guys are, are going to be uh, adding now to your schedule, tell us a little bit about the other town.
4: Uh, we're also looking at Saranac Lake, New York, would be Ooh. another uh, one that we're looking to get into, uh, Saranac Lake. Uh, they they call themselves kind of the capital of the Adirondacks. That's mm-hmm. uh, right near Lake Placid. It was the 1932 oh, wow. and 1980 Winter Olympics uh, were held there. Uh, and Saranac Lake is kind of their neighbor, but Saranac Lake became famous. Well, so, some could say you know infamous, but they were very big in the treatment of tuberculosis in the 19th mm-hmm. century and uh, the early 20th century. There's huge sanatoriums there. Uh, because they discovered that you know somehow the mountain air would help cure people uh, of this horrible disease so there were thousands and thousands of people that went up there and there were cure cottages and sanatoriums and uh, some of them never came back
0: they didn't why didn't they come back
4: well because the 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 mortality rate of you know you know the tB back then was just so high wow uh, there was really no treatment you would just You'd basically sit out on an open porch um, during the winter or the summer, uh, and just stay there. And you would sleep out in the open and breathe the air, and hopefully it, it somehow cured your lungs. They really didn't know how it worked, and some people it worked for them, and some people it didn't. It was it was terminal, so there was a, a lot of a lot of mortality up there, and uh, obviously hand-in-hand hand with that, some say that there's a lot of hauntings in some of these buildings that had a former life as, you know, tuberculosis treatment facilities.
0: So are these places abandoned now, Matt, or do they still stand?
4: Uh, some of them are private homes. Uh, the, the smaller ones that were, you know, cottages and houses where they would have boarders that would come in while they were fighting the TB. And then there's there's hotels in the town that were also played to that trade. And um, well, the the main campus, uh, the, the sanatorium campus, it was called the Trudeau Sanatorium, uh, and it's oh, got to be dozens of buildings, uh, and that much of that still stands. Uh, it was used by the uh, the AMA, I think it's American Management Association, uh, and they purchased it after the sanatorium went out of business, and much of it is empty though. Hmm. It's really interesting.
2: Wow. Oh. This Sounds is just, this,
0: like a road trip
2: This is just ripe for <laughs> ghost stories You can you yeah, absolutely. feel it, you can feel it.
0: What, What's yep. what's the era Of these buildings Matt?
4: Um Well the Trudeau Sanatorium I I really think the, the industry started Like in the late 19th century
2: Okay. And
4: then it went into the Into the uh Early to mid 20th century And I think it closed down Sometime around 1950 or thereabouts Ooh. And uh you know, there were some real famous people that went up there. There was uh, a famous baseball player named uh, Christy Mathewson who went up there and got treatment for his tuberculosis uh, in the early 1900s.
0: Wow. Does that name ring a bell to you there, Lou? Oh, sure.
1: Well, yeah? I think he is one of the inaugural Hall of Fame inductees. Oh. oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I think he
4: I think he was. I think you're right.
1: Yeah. One of the all-time great pitchers. Wrote a great book, too. Wrote a book about uh, pitching.
0: See, I knew you'd, you'd know.
1: Yeah. A resident sport yep. sports yeah.
0: expert. Yeah. So. Yep. Total yeah. sports app expert over there. Uh,
4: always good to have one of those around.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that that sounds like some, some stories that are just waiting to be told. Um, where So where are you doing your research for those, Matt?
4: Well, any place we can. Basically, you know, archives, records, old newspapers, uh, first-hand accounts, books. You know, you, once you dive into it, you, you go deep. Of
2: course, of course. And it keeps getting deeper. Yeah,
0: no, oh, it always, yeah. You, ne- you really it? never touch bottom, though, mm-hmm. right? no, <laughs> because it's no. so
4: much. I, I kind of call it chasing the rabbit down the rabbit hole,
2: you mm-hmm.
0: know? Yeah, I, I totally agree with you there. Oh, that sounds so intriguing. So, so what's the so this um this area of sarnak is it now a tourist destination so what what would you find when you went there besides all these really cool buildings and stories
4: oh it's a, it's a beautiful kind of uh well resort community now okay. they're, like i said they're, they're lake Placid's neighbors so that kind of spills over into saranac lake mm. there's been a lot of uh you know revitalization and stuff over the last few decades and the, the town just looks beautiful uh, very picturesque, Americana-looking, you know. Mm. And uh, uh, they, they, you know, lots of people come up there in the summer. They have summer homes there or people that flock there for the, the skiing and, and winter sports. So it's a pretty active community.
0: Oh, sounds like there's a, a lot to do and
2: explore. All that and a creepy sanatorium. <laughs> <laughs> I, lo- yeah. I love it. Yeah.
4: There's also a, um, a hotel, uh, the Hotel Saranac. And I mean, this is like your real uh, 1920s hotel with a lighted sign that says its name on the rooftop and everything. Oh, wow. And uh, it was kind of looking a little run down. And, and, uh, and then uh, within the last few years, uh, some some uh, investors came in and they, they dumped several million dollars into the refurbishment of the hotel. And it literally looks like brand new now. It looks like just like you walked into the 1920s. Uh, They they did a fantastic job.
2: Nice.
0: Oh, it sounds sounds Uh, beautiful. Is is it haunted? You know I have to ask.
4: (laughs) Oh, it it absolutely has some stories associated (laughs) with it, yeah. Yeah, there's, uh, you know, I've spoken with some people who were chambermaids there over the years and things. There's definitely some stories that we're uh, working on for that.
0: Oh, oh! It's, it's it's it sounds like you're really branching out into some you know really rich areas with lots of different stories and layers and history and, and 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 I love that you're able to do that and I think that's one of the things we we try to do too is you know we're we're Portsmouth but we're also you know Newcastle and York and other points in New England as well. I greater think New England, yeah, the Greater New England. I think you can't you can't help it. There's you know there's so many stories. It's like they're just begging to be told.
4: Oh, yeah. You, you, you took the words right out of my mouth. There's so many layers and facets of of these stories. I mean, just the, the history, one layer on top of the other, you know, going all the way back to the, the Native American cultures. And then, you know, when the French came down in the 1600s, the French and Indian War, Revolutionary War, it just goes on and on and on.
2: It uh, doesn't seem to yeah. doesn't seem to be an end no. to it. Oh, we just had a picture of the Saranac Hotel. up. It looks great.
0: Yeah, Lou, Lou put up a, a picture mm-hmm. of the hotel. looks looks pretty impressive.
4: Yeah, yeah. They they they, they refer to it locally as uh, Hot Sarah.
1: <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, really? Oh, there you go. Yeah,
4: and there's kind of a story behind that. Oh. Of course, uh, there they, is. <laughs> they say that I forget if it was in the 70s or the 80s, but at one point, kind of the old signage up on the roof parts of it had burned out and oh, some of the letters had gone dark so it said hot sarah oh, on, no. top the, on top
2: of the hotel so people came referring to the hotel as hot sarah of course that's gonna stick <laughs> yeah you know <laughs> that <laughs> oh that's funny
0: oh that's awesome i love it well <laughs> yep. so now we've got a we've got a haunted place we could stay yeah if we wanted to to spend a couple nights on on that side mm-hmm. of the
4: lake that's something i can oh, yeah. check it's out the heart of the adirondacks too
0: so um, the the typical question out of uh, either of these t- two communities is there a must-do haunted eatery?
4: Hmm. Haunted eatery. Uh, well, in Essex, they have the Essex Inn, okay. which is a fantastic kind of bed and breakfast. It's a it's a real authentic nineteenth-century stagecoach stop with the columns on the front and everything, and that's been beautifully restored. They have uh, some excellent rooms in there, and an annex, and that definitely uh, has some activity. what's uh, another place I've spoken with staff members and former owners and things, and there's a lot of history and, and uh, paranormal stories associated with that place. And that, that would be a, a, a definitely a recommended stop. Uh, they have a great restaurant too.
0: Oh, well, nice! Oh, there you go, spirits with spirits. I, I like it. Yeah, we always we're always looking. Yeah, always try to capture those spirits with spirits. Well, of course, the ghost stories get more interesting with spirits as it is. Anyways.
2: Of course, yeah. Actually.
0: Well, and then you get bottled <laughs> spirits, well, right? Well, bottled yeah. spirits, of course. <laughs> but then you get the, the people that work there that tell you the stories, and you're like, okay, yeah, I'll order another one so I can hear this story. So it works out for everybody. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh that's great. Oh I'm I I can't wait to, to see how all of these do. Now are you gonna be yourself? Are you doing um both of the tours in both those communities or are are you sticking yeah, to platforms? I'll be
4: out there in, in the trenches doing the doing the tours. Yep.
0: Oh my god. So now what's what's that gonna put you up to for, for a rotation of tours coming up this year? It's well, you're we gonna have a lot on your plate.
4: Yeah, we have five in the books now and two more, so It'll be up to seven that we can offer, uh, so we'll have to come up with some sort of rotation so that I'm not completely pull, pulling my hair <laughs> yeah. out, but Keep it'll you be going.
0: fine. Yeah, once we start getting up to all those multiple tours, that's where I start, like, you know, emptying out my recipe card files in my heads. I'm like, okay, so i gotta I got to start making room for all these other stories here. Something's got to go. <laughs> because you want, to, you want to tell them and, and, and flush them out. And, of course, I think one of the exciting things is going to be to find out who's going to show up on those tours and add to those stories, you know, that, that's already from the locals. So this is just like the tip of the iceberg getting it going.
4: Yeah, absolutely. You know, one of the tours that we've been doing for a few years now, we have a tour called the Ghosts of the Old Post. Mm. Uh, and that one covers the grounds of the former Plattsburgh Air Force Base. Uh, which is actually an Army post that goes back to the the War of 1812, before it was the Air Force. And we kind of tour the old post cemetery, which is the burial ground there, and some of the grounds of the, the, the military site. So from time to time, we'll get veterans that come on that tour that say, oh, I served here, and they'll tell me their stories. about. It, it seems like everybody that's ever come on our tour that did time at Flatbrook Air Force Base has some sort of story to share. Uh, about some kind of experience that they had or encounter, and I mean, that where we could just make it five hours long if we wanted to because it's <laughs> just so rich, there's so many stories uh, out there that people have shared with us, really incredible.
0: So so Matt, how do you figure out, and I think people ask us this question a lot too, is how do you figure out which stories to tell? Do you mix it up or do you tell the same stories all the time, Like like what's your format for trying to get it all in?
4: Well, you know, sometimes it's I just try to kind of read the crowd and uh, see what their interests are. And and sometimes I'll I'll take some stories out and plug some new stories Mm -hmm. in uh, because there's just so many uh, interesting tales to tell. You want to kind of shine that spotlight on on all of them, you know, Uh, even though you don't have the time. But uh, I just kind of uh, try to change it up so that if somebody, per se, comes back and, and brings their family or whatnot, they're not hearing the same exact thing Mm -hmm. that they heard before. They're still learning and experiencing something new.
0: I think that's great that you're able to do that. I I think sometimes we we find occasions where um, and, and it actually happened this last week on the trolley um, where we had some, some folks that were total townies and we had the ability to shift up some of the stories and expand on some of them because we had the time for them and I think it's always fun when you're able to customize a tour a little bit for people and, and give them a little bit more or something different and that really speaks to you as, as a storyteller and a researcher that you have that information available because you know our, our tours by and large and correct me if I'm wrong they're, they're not really Scripted. It's just pulling from all the information that you have. You've got a root, but you can you can still be organic and creative with those stories.
4: Yeah, definitely, definitely. You yeah, know, that's that's always the the goal. Uh, you know, I also like kind of keeping in the back of my mind a, a running tally of all the questions that people always ask. Mm-hmm. So if people shoot me a question, I can say, boom, this is why. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I love being able to do that. I don't like to go, hmm, I I don't really know that. <laughs> so. I always like to, uh, you know, kind of peel back the layers of the onion and find the story behind the story. So mm-hmm. if people ask more questions, they want to know more. They're curious. Mm-hmm. You know, you can always
1: give them more. You guys are going to be kind of like rock bands who've been doing it for a while. You go out, you <laughs> go out to do the show, and you get a set list, but you mm-hmm. keep some stories mm-hmm. in the back that, if you're feeling it that night, you pull mm-hmm. it out or
0: yep, keep them up the sleeve, changes you know, as necessary. Oh, you yeah. feel
1: the audience and you feel the pacing and you mm-hmm. know just you know, kind of be a little bit adaptable.
0: Well, I think sometimes oh. you get people that are more ghosty on the tours. Yep. Sometimes you get people more, you know, more history or more towny. So that's where, you know, you're still standing in front of the same building, but you might be able to, to fit in a little something else that you get to talk about all the time. What, what would you say, Matt?
4: Sure. Uh, and, like, for instance, if people ask you about the architecture, you know, you mm-hmm. can talk about the, you know, all of these type of, uh, of um you know levels to the story that just make it more uh engrossing
0: you know yeah I, I think uh architecture is one of the the things that um i i'd always admired just you know living in new england though we moved to uh the portsmouth area I decided that I needed to find out more about the architecture, the different styles, the years, the nuances, so that way I could speak to that because these buildings, in their own right, deserve to be spoken to about the architecture, particularly if people ask you, you know, what's the difference between, you know, Georgian and Victorian or what's the time frame. So, And, again, I think that's what makes a, a really good tour guide and a really good experience because for, for us here in New England, and I'm sure even even to the same degree with you, Matt, you, you get people and they haven't seen houses of that style or houses of that age. So being able to speak to that is, is just as important in some cases as just speaking of the history.
4: Oh, sure, definitely. You know, and that's what people want if they're coming to Plattsburgh from, say, you know, the West Coast or something like that. It's a whole different level of history, you know. And uh, they may not be familiar with something that happened in the, the French and Indian War or mm-hmm. architecture from the 19th century because in a lot of cases they might not have ever been exposed to that. And then, So it's, it's always neat to be able to kind of uh, open people's eyes like that.
0: Yeah, I, I I really I really enjoy it when when we're down along the Portsmouth waterfront and we have uh, one of the houses down there is from uh, 1680. There's another house. In Newcastle, um, on Newcastle Island, that we stop at on the trolley tour, and it's from 1668. And I'm like, you know, that house right there, it's over 350 years old. And people are like, you watch everybody just turn around and oh, they're the looking, heads. and they're like, "What? It's that old?" And <laughs> of course, people question you. They're like, "Is it really that old?" And I'm like, "Yeah, it really is." And you know, people
1: are living in it right now. Yeah,
0: people look. look you can look. Well, not that I tell them look through the window, but there are people <laughs> that are in there right now. And um,
1: it's older than your country.
0: It's, it is. it, yeah, and, it actually and it's is. It's just it's it's. Such a, it's such a delight to be able to do that and talk to people about that type of stuff.
4: Yeah, it definitely is. It, you know, and it, it makes another, another way to generate a story, too, because mm-hmm. even if, per se, a house doesn't have any sort of paranormal activity or significant event that happened there, you can still talk about, hey, this house is important because look at this amazing architecture. You're not mm-hmm. going to see that anywhere. You know? Uh, you know, it makes a whole other facet to the story that you can add
0: absolutely yeah. and and since you're walking by it anyways you know why not point that out of course Portsmouth's <laughs> Portsmouth's fascinating because every single house, for the most part, there's like a history or oh, a date yeah. or yeah. something. <laughs> but if you can at least, you know, throw out the date of that house as you're walking by, and and just you sure. know, give someone an opportunity to say, "Oh, hey, I I didn't know that house was that old," or you know, it's um it, it's it's so cool. Um, you, you do have I do want to let you know you do have a uh, a fan in the chat room there. Joshua yeah. says your tours are incredible.
2: Oh, that's fantastic! Yeah. Here, always nice. So you got a fan club listening in. So,
0: so you've got someone from <laughs> your your fan club that's that's tuned in, which is great. And um, I can, it, and again, I can I can tell just by the way you tell the stories and what you're talking about that you know, again, that's those are the types of tours that I enjoy rather than the you know sticking to a script. Okay, moving on to the next one, and it's the same sure. thing for everybody.
4: Well, it always makes me feel good. To be like a, almost like an ambassador for our community, because mm-hmm. people that live here, when when they've been on the tour, but when they have guests or family come, they bring them on the tour because it makes them proud to kind mm-hmm. of show off their community mm-hmm. to people that are visiting. So that always makes me feel really good to be a part of that.
0: Well, that is one of the best endorsements that you can get when someone goes on the tour and they bring back other people to come and take the tour. Because they've enjoyed it so much, and, and want to share that, and having that knack for sharing so much information in such a short period of time—you know, if it's an hour, an hour and a half—is is such a great skill. And to bring people by that, it's—it's um, just—it's—it's it's so great. I'm such a fan, as you can tell. I'm just such a fan of people that do what we do. Um, it's—it's just—it's uh, just such a calling. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, it's, it's definitely nice to find kindred spirits that you know—they—they they, they have the same. Uh, feelings about, you know, the, the, the uh, topics that we deal with. It's, it's so nice.
0: And it was nice to get to chat to you again, and uh, and what's going on with you, Matt. And I I have a pretty strong feeling, um, if certainly if Ken has anything to do with it, that we <laughs> we'll will be, be we will be out there, um, this summer, um, probably you know either July or August for at least a few days, probably home based in Vermont and and making the making the ride over.
2: We'll figure out a break in the schedule. We'll figure
0: out a break in the schedule because we don't get to we don't get to see what everybody else is doing too <laughs> oh,
2: It's fun when we can.
0: But it's it's super it's super fun you know we we got to to experience these tours and we've been talking to her for years in burlington so uh you're next on the list apparently
4: (laughs) awesome well that's great to hear Yeah, we can uh you know if you have a date when you're coming we can let you know some amazing uh kind of hidden things that you could check out too (gasps)
0: i love it oh, we'll, we'll love be in touch things. ahead of time for sure. i love it so um can you just let everybody know how to find you guys uh, online or um on facebook
4: sure we're on facebook it's the greater adirondack ghost and tour company or you can just google plattsburgh ghost tours we'll pop right up we're also members of the haunted history trail of new york state and we have a presence on their website as well that's Oh, I believe that's grown to 90 locations throughout New York State to see and experience something like 400 miles long. Wow. So that's that's an amazing uh, thing to check out, too.
0: We need one of those in New England. We need the Haunted History Trail in New England. (laughs) Well, we'll start it. Yeah, I'm going to have to start that. There you go.
4: There's a project for you. In
0: my infinite (laughs) spare time. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much, Matt. It was awesome to chat with you again, as always. I'm sure we'll be seeing each other or chatting with each other real soon.
4: Oh, it was my pleasure. Thanks so much for having me
0: on again. All right, take care. Yeah,
1: have a great day. You too.
0: <laughs> Bye.
1: Always a good visit. Oh yeah. my God,
0: such a good visit. Like
2: we've got—he's got great history yeah. and great stories out there. And, and
0: we've got him expanding me, now. Yeah. He's talking about other towns we and other stories. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess I'm not the only nut that's out there. Yeah.
2: <laughs> there's, a, <laughs> there's,
1: a, there's a few loose nuts there's out there. Yep.
0: <laughs> a few crazy people out there. Well, there's
1: a demand to be met. There is, I, yeah, actually. I suppose so. I yeah.
0: suppose so. Uh I can't wait and um god, you know, well if we if we go and do that, you know what's going to happen when we come back? It's going to be three shows to encompass that trip.
2: Oh, that's yes. what's going to happen. That's how it, it goes. goes. So
1: we'll we'll have we'll have mm-hmm. much to talk about. The great sto- the reenactment was such a great story though. That. I, love that. I was getting chills with that story. Yeah, I was I like, really oh like my that goodness.
0: Too. Well, you knew it was such a special place when yeah. so we went out to Fort Ticonderoga. How many Roca? people
1: were freaked out at that point? <laughs> well, yeah. people sitting there and going, who the hell was shooting at me? I don't know. No one was there. Yeah, well, you know, but, so that's not safe. <laughs>
0: but it's also fascinating, too. You know, people thought that they were part of it. Yeah. So they didn't even know they were looking at ghosts. And some of those people might not even know to this day. And they
2: were all gray.
0: And they were all gray. Oh, I love it.
2: Oh, yeah, this is. Oh, yeah. Yeah,
0: it's good stuff that it's still happening out Winter there.
2: Winter is coming. Winter and is White coming. Walkers. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, that's yeah. I that was I'm like, wow. And a lot of people saw this. It yeah. just blows uh, my mind. Good. Think sad.
1: about it though; it's such a um, visual experience that people accepted it as that's right. reality. As that's, uh, as yeah,
0: that, and and that's what I'm saying. Maybe some people that saw it don't even know, you know, that it was something it other real. than what it you know
2: what it appeared to be until they talked to people after the fact and <laughs> they weren't supposed to be there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's or were they?
0: or were they?
2: (laughs) they? Who who really wasn't supposed to be there?
0: I don't know. (laughs) So if you want to find out more about New England Curiosities, you can go to New EnglandCuriosities.com We have so many tours on the schedule and events and all sorts of fun things coming up. So you can either uh, subscribe to our newsletter uh, or of course just check our Facebook page. We'll be back next week with more Wicked Curious topics Mm -hmm. and as always say
2: hello to everybody in the chat yes and hello
0: again to everybody in the chat room thanks so much we appreciate it and as always stay Wicked Curious